random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior. A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of the marvelists welcome everyone to the marvelists the marvel universe podcast i'm peter melnick and i'm eddie wilson and before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them our social medias or perhaps wherever you may be at this moment so exactly there now and in between all that good stuff mm-hmm. you can go on facebook twitter instagram at the marvelists you can find us individually on social media i'm on twitter and instagram at Peter Melnick. I'm on TikTok at Peter Melnick, but better because, well, there was another Peter Melnick, and I want to take that name, and I'm an <gasps> ass. I'm the only one that follows that Peter Melnick, by the way, so it's kind of funny. That's but, America's. No, it's not. America runs on dumbasseries. <laughs> that's my life slogan. Also, you can find Eddie Wilson on social media. At Instagram, that would be at Eddie9193 and Facebook.com, blah, blah. Eddie Wilson, the guy in the sunglasses. Atta boy. You can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among many, many others. Wherever you can wrangle an RSS feed, we'll be there. Yamo be there. That joke is never funny every single time. Got to be there. <sighs> yeah, I prefer that one over my... Michael Jackson. Yeah, good enough. You can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Five star if you're, if you're ever, ever so, so inclined. inclined. Ooh, well, no, that wasn't as good as our usual Shh. one. I know. You can also... Broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, etc. I don't want a broken ice cream. I want one that works, damn it. <laughs> you can also find us on patreon.com slash the marvelists. Help support the show for as little as three dollars a month to as much as well your little heart's desires. Because that's you know the, the That's just an the unspoken amount. Yeah. But Peter tries. Three dollars gets you early access to episodes twenty-four hours before they are released onto the main feed, as well as our undying love, gratitude, and affection. And you know, Shoulder massages. I don't know. We'll figure it a out. A lot of X's and O's. Exactly. Aw. You can That's also... That's a song. Sorry. It is. Uh, what's his name? Rob Schneider's daughter. L. King. L. King. Yeah. Also, you can find us for $5. You support the show. You can find us. You know, just hand me a $5 bill. I'll smile. Lincoln. Money can't buy happiness. Give me money. I'll... I'll, I'll give it my best I'm shot. demon. You can... Anyway, uh, $5 gets you everything from the $3 tier, and then... Two bonus shows, one every month, one bi-monthly. The monthly show is Fantastic Voyage, where we talk about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's iconic, legendary, and even... Fantastic! ...run of the Fantastic Four. Crossovers, tie-in issues, etc. We're going to be talking about it. And, you know, previous episodes we've had Al Ewing talking about when the Hulk met the Thing. We had Tom Scholey talking about when the Impossible Man showed up. And we had a Tom Brevoort episode on one of the early ones... And it was a hoot. And Tom Brevoort might be returned to the show very soon. True With believers. an owl. Uh, Maybe? Maybe. We can also, try. Also, for $5 bi-monthly, you get access to our show called... You haven't read that? Where Eddie Wilson reads comic books he's never read before that everyone else has read themselves. Well, Previous episodes include The Dark Knight Returns as well as Watchmen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Wilson, in the year of our Lord 2021... Finally read Watchmen. Finally read The Dark Knight Returns. Yes, move it from the list of unread to read. Exactly. And in October, Eddie Wilson will be reading, in honor of spooky season, 
The first six issues of The Walking Dead. As well as? Marvel Zombies. Volume one or number one. A whatever limited that series is. on that, five yeah, issues, yeah. yeah. Well, Eddie could have got that, but he was too cheap to pay $5 <sighs> for the first issue. $5 for Marvel Zombies number one, and five Eddie by passed on. Five by five, I think it was going to be. Oh, anyway, what, what a ding-a-ling. Anyway, was that a Thursday? It was a day ending in Y, yes. Exactly. It was the 5th of September. N- the day I'll always remember. But enough of this vaudeville act. Exactly. <laughs> yes. They wouldn't have us. Eddie, joining us on the other end of the tin cannon string. The big kahuna himself, the MC, that is Michael Carbonaro, and this upcoming Upper September. Hey, guys. How you doing? And with directional assistance. Mike, welcome back. I'm telling you how to get to the New Yorker Hotel, to the Big Apple. Everyone's got to know. You got a little ventriloquist act going, too. I like it. Can I be Peter Melnick for a day? I'd like to see you try. (laughs) Why not? I'll take five minutes, and then I'm going to have to call it off. You know, I heard you guys talking about the Fantastic Four Jack Kirby stuff. So about a year and a half ago, I was telling everybody when I had a little uh, TV show with Anthony Snyder, Anthony's Art and Collectibles, buy Fantastic Fours and Silver Surfers. Had they done that, you would be doubling your money, if not more. Mm. I still say, and I've thought about this, the next best investment in comic books is Fantastic Fours. But all those numbers in, like, not the 48, 49, and 50, number 51 to 100, all those middle, great Jack Kirby, Sinat, wonderful stories that you can buy for anywhere from 10 to $20. Those are all going to be 50 to $100 books, even in fine or better condition. I got a copy. Stuff there is. I got so a copy. Of, look at it's just wonderful stuff, and they're undervalued by Fantastic Four. I got a copy of number fifty-one for the low, low <laughs> price of free uh, last year as a uh, Christmas gift. Some people call that the greatest, one of the greatest stories ever written. It it's, absolutely is, and like I'm going with our uh, reread of Fantastic uh, Four. You know, for Fantastic Voyage. I've been reading ahead of it. I'm up to I want to say annual number six, the birth of. Uh, Franklin? Yes, Franklin okay. uh, Richards. And I just read, you know, I'm in agreement, you know, with 51 onwards being some really great stuff. And uh, it's, it's, it is amazing stuff to read. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, I, you know, one of my regrets of Big Apple, I have not many, as they say. I have a few regrets. I have a few. But I never had Jack Kirby. But Joe Sinat was a guest at our show a half dozen, if not more times. And it was always wonderful to see him, you know, uh, a very, very, you know, kind of a quiet guy. And he'd always just have a line of people. And he was so cool. He stayed an autograph for everybody. And, I mean, he was just one of the coolest guys guys around to come to Big Apple. And I was so proud to have had him for so many years. We, we had Joe on our program years ago as well. And he was one of the sweetest people you'd ever oh, want to man. talk to. Yeah. And yeah, super cool old dude, right? <laughs> absolutely. And, like, some of the stuff we we would talk about, like, he was, he, I remember our uh, audio, former audio engineer, John, like, he's listening to the audio, editing it, and he's like, he is such a sweet guy. I want to go over and give him a hug. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, there, there's something about, you know, as well, Joe's inking on those stories is just phenomenal stuff. Because, like, you, you have guys like Dick Ayers on the book. You have other, like, other ones that I'm not thinking of right now. But when it gets to him with yeah, and uh, he debuts on the appearance of the the Inhumans. Like, how much better can you do than that? You know, but you Spencer Dick Ayers, another guy at the Big Apple man, and he was a constant when we had it in the church basement for those first five or six years. 
I mean, and he would come with his wife, Lindy. He was a very patriotic man, you know, a, a war veteran. And you could see Sergeant Fury in him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this was, this was, you know, how he loved it and why it was so great. But Dick Ayer's another great guy that came to Big Apple. So, And it's funny. Would you say, by the way, in regards to, you know, Kirby stuff, the Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos, books like that, do you think oh, those are books that, you know, people should look into? That's my favorite Kirby art, the Wahoo pages from number three through seven. I mean, that stuff is just absolutely incredible. You know what? I just recently came into some Sergeant Fury, maybe not that far back, but still it's good to fill in and, and see some of the earlier stuff that's going on with that particular title. I don't know if that's one that might be sought after in the not-too-distant uh, not future, too. Yeah, every time I get a chance, the Wahoo pages, those are the ones, you know? <laughs> Wahoo! I should make that the slogan for, for the slogan for Big Apple, by the way. All right, so we got a second. You want to chat about Big Apple? I was going to say, you get a little caricature with the Wahoo in the, in the thought bubble and take yeah, pictures under that, right? Yeah, I think I'm right? going to do that. You heard it here first. I'm going to put it right over the, 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 the New Yorker Hotel. Instead of New York, it'll say, Wahoo, New Yorker Hotel, Big mm-hmm. Apple. So let's get it. We had, we had the uh, recent July, what, 17th one-day yes, event, and now it's I, two days. Again, really happy to have restarted the city. But, boy, you know, with the vaccines and the masks and everything, it's, it, 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 it's been tougher than I expected. But it's going to rock. We've got a two-day event. Uh, it's Saturday and Sunday, and Sunday's going to be great. And just to keep Sunday popping, we're going to give away five pairs of tickets to any of your listeners. They can call in and give you their emails or however you work it out. You know, the first five people or whatever, they get a pair of tickets to the Sunday at Big Apple. Yeah, we're working out the particulars, but I think we were going to go via, what was it, Peter? Instagram. By Instagram. Okay, good. All right, guys. So get we'll do it like there. that. We'll get the names, and, yeah, then we'll pass them on for uh, for Sunday admission, folks. That's yeah. that's what it's for, right? Five yeah. pair. Five people can get a pair and uh, walk right in there. Well, this um, is the extension of the show that was postponed in April of 2020. And we're finally getting back to the throwing the party. Here it is. And, uh, you know, we got uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Pamiati coming to the show. I'm so happy as a friendship thing. They decided they're going to come to their only New York City appearance, which is great. They are great people. We've met them before, and they're, they're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Green Power Ranger. The voice of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, I could only imagine how long that line for Jason David Frank is going to be. Because oh, my God. And, and he was going back and forth. Am I going to get vaccinated? Am I not? Finally, he said, ah, the hell with it. I'm going to get vaccinated. I said, you're a Power Ranger. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but finally he said it. We made it, and he's going to be there. So it's going to rock. You know, we got a lot of other special surprises. I got a couple of few things. I'm trying to get Jim Shooter as a special guest for the Sunday only. And we're trying to see if Donnie Coates might come to the show last minute on the Sunday. So we'll see how that works out. What are, Mike, we talked a little bit before talking, of course, on the podcast in terms of I've had a couple people ask me in uh, some of the particulars with hotel, with safety, with that stuff kind of thing. Or, or, and I think you met with, with the hotel. Do you have any other information to pass on on that? front yeah right now the bottom line is everybody's supposed to be vaccinated that's the story um you know i mean if uh and hopefully they are and you and right now it seems like you got to wear a mask we're not sure exactly if that's going to be a a week from now but still going to be the mandate but that's what it is vaccinated wear a mask bring your superhero outfit 
whatever I can say, you know, that's the way it's working out for now. I know I was recently at the uh, WWE SmackDown at Madison Square Garden on Friday. Right. How I was, was that? Oh, it was an absolute blast. Uh, shout out to friend of the show, WWE referee Jason Ayers, by the way, and it was one of it was one of the most fun experiences. Although, you know, because with everything you have, like, it's the garden. I think the garden maximum is 20,000, roughly maybe 16,000 in attendance okay. for the show. But you have to be vaccinated. You have to show yeah. proof of vaccination. And as well as at all times, have a mask on. So, it, you mm-hmm. know, Ray Mysterio was there, so he already had his mask on. But in regards to just a lot of, you know, things like that, it's it's going to be the normal for now, but face front true believers and whatnot. Yeah, it, it'll be okay. The show's going to rock. We got costume braids. Uh, Amanda and Jimmy are going to do panels. Uh, we're doing all kinds of special stuff. We got a costume contest at 4 o'clock on Saturday. And, you know, it's Big Apple Conventions. We're the community comic con, 25 years. You'll have a great time. You'll get to talk to everybody. And there's going to be some something we're doing special. It's called The 100 Greatest Comic Books. eBay is a sponsor. We're bringing in the Mile High Superman number one. It's a comic book that could be valued as as much as $5 million. Wow. It's going to be on display. You can take a picture of it. We're going to have Bob Kane's copy of Detective 27, the first Batman mm. appearance. We're going to have another 100 other greatest comic books on Stan Lee's original copy of Fantastic Four number one. Tales of Suspense, I mean, number 39, you know, Special Marvel, all the key books. So it's going to be really, really cool. We're trying to make it something special so you can come and have some fun and enjoy the world of comics and collecting. And this is a great time to invest in comic books. I mean, it doesn't seem to be waning at all. High tide raises all boats when you see these $3 million comic book selling, like The Amazing Fantasy 15. Mm. It's just really a special time. People are realizing what great investments these, these comic books are. In the, and, you know, the reason, supply and demand. The demand is continuing to to to, to excel at any more of these. Yeah, a collector or two is going to find a few more out of their collections. But bottom line, these books, you know, have a have a limited amount a limited amount of them available, and more and more people are realizing how important they are, and that they want them in their portfolio assets. They want to hold a hard copy. So come down and invest in some comic books. In your uh, time as a collector and an investor of comics, what is the rarest comic you've ever held in your hands? For myself, wow. I got to, I got to hold That's amazing. I mean, good one. I got to hold um, Amazing Spider-Man number one, and that was like a real thrill. No, for the Marvels, for the Silver Age Marvels, it probably would be like a pre-superhero, like Tales to Astonish number twenty-seven, the real first Ant-Man. You know, all that stuff. Those would be that would be one of the rarest in terms of. Silver Age superhero ones that are hard to find. Um, I guess, um, you know, uh, probably those three superheroes, like Sing Fang Boom, Strange Tales number 89. Oh, by the way, that's my tip of the year. Buy every Strange Tales 89 you can find hmm. because they're going to realize that Sing Fang Boom is part of the Marvel Universe and he's just as much a superhero as Groot is. And as soon as that happens, you're going to see an superheroes were always the hardest ones to find and so since those ended up turning into the superheroes later on 
those are the ones that happen to be the hardest to find. Maybe it's the level of tired I am today, but when you were mentioning Fing Fang Foom for a second, I thought you were going to say, and by the way, Fing Fang Foom, he's going to be at the Big Apple Comic Con. <laughs> like, I was half expecting well, that. Well, I did tell you to be a special guest on Sunday, so let's say, <laughs> yes. We'll start that rumor right now. That'd be great. He's got a little time left to make it happen, and uh, he's up for it. (laughs) Now, is Fin Fang Foom going to have the pink booty shorts? You know, somebody should really do a great Fin Fang Foom. You know, I remember being in New York, I always loved the Halloween parade. One of my favorite Halloween, I I saw 10 guys, and they were this one long, giant dragon they created. So I think maybe Fin Fang Foom should be in the Halloween parade. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, why not? Come on, get in the get in the line here. Why not? It's a conga line. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Mike, the uh, the hundred greatest comic books. I have a a publication of like a coffee table book, sort of not too heavy, but of the hundred greatest comics. Is that the same? Would you know? Uh, does it correspond to? Have there been different issues, reproductions of hundred greatest comics that you know of? Or no, ours is going to be different. Ours is based on a combination of the collectors that we caught up with that had them. And what we thought is it, and we're going to be keep we're going to keep evolving it. But you know, it, it, it's just you know right away. You know, you got the first detective, you got the first Batman detective twenty seven. You've got the first, uh, you know, the uh, the Superman number one mile high pedigree. And what that means is it came out of the mile high collection that was found in Colorado way back in the in, in the male seventies. And it means that it's a really super high grade. Mm. Everything had really high paper quality. And, you know, it's just really nice. I mean, some of those books went from, you know, where, where nines or nine sixes just happens to be an, an 8-0 graded copy, but it's one of the highest ones in Superman number one. And right now that would probably go for many millions of dollars. So we're going to probably, I don't know, we're going to see uh, uh, twice, three times the amount of, I don't know, security around all this stuff for the convention. Yeah, well, Bing Bang Boom is watching you. There you go. He's keeping an eye on things. That's it. Okay. <laughs> see, Eddie, I thought you were going for a once, twice, three times a lady reference just now. Yeah, we get Shang-Chi to keep an eye on it, right? He's pretty good. By the way, did you guys see the Marvel movie? Uh, oh, yeah. Shang-Chi? Dude, yeah. it, it was one of those movies. I'm, I want to see it a third time now. I saw it twice. Yeah. My, uh, and I loved the two endings. It was great. Just to catch Captain Marvel for her split second was great. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to see our buddy and close personal acquaintance uh, Mark Ruffalo return as the Hulk in human form once again, and kind of interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. So I'm back. You know, Black Widow was good, but this one was really good with the ending. One hundred percent. Definitely needs another watch by myself, and uh, you know another thing was we're late in getting this podcast segment recorded. We're we're reviewing episodes of What If. Well, you know, I just want to say, uh, uh, guys, um, I just want to thank everybody over the last twenty five years that have actually attended. I've done the numbers, and I think close to half a million people have come through the doors mm. of the over one hundred shows that I've run for Big Apple conventions in twenty five years since the church basement. And I'd like to say thank you to all of them, and we can use you all coming back uh, this, these next, this next weekend and support Big Apple Conventions, support the community of comic books. And we've got a whole, a whole amazing array of dates set for, 20, for 2022 and 23, and uh, we're going to be doing a Big Apple trading card show as well coming up for next year. We're also thinking of doing a few costume events and other kind of things and uh, an immersive experience. With, uh, with comic books and, and, and uh, the world of comic books. So there's a lot of things coming up. But this next show, I'm looking forward to having it as a culmination to the end of the year and 
you know, to, to end and restart the, the, the pandemic, and hopefully we can, you know, uh, it, it's like a New Year's Eve comic book show, I guess, in my opinion. Mm. But I want to thank everybody. I hope you can all come out, BigAppleCC.com. It's this Saturday and Sunday, September 25th and 26th, a week from this weekend, and it's all day each day, and it's at the New Yorker Hotel on 34th Street and 8th Avenue. And that's my pitch, and I'm sticking with it. All right, I believe it. And the rest of the information with tickets and, of course, the hours. Give us the hours and give us where to go. 10 to 7 o'clock. But whenever the last person wants to leave, we'll stay open. (laughs) But you'll leave the light on for us. Yes. We'll leave that lamp on. That, that, and, you know, and, and a motel stick. Yes. Our sponsor. <laughs> so, again, like with, with what I think before has happened with Big Apple, is that there's individual ticket prices, one for Saturday, one for Sunday, and one for both days, I guess, right? Yes, yes, yes. And we'll be doing a whole bunch of dis- a whole bunch of specials over the next 10 days. So it's going to rock. So keep your eyes out on our website. Sounds good. We'll be looking for for the and, I've, and I'm, her name is escaping me. That usually is so nice to us when we show up and say, "Yeah, we're here. Are we on the list?" You talk to Cindy. She's Thank the you. One. Yep. <laughs> Eddie, I thought it would be Houdini because the name escaped you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Mike, you see what I got to put up with? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are dad joke immune, by the way, go to belowthecollar.com slash the marvelists. And if you're dad joke immune, God will, you've made it this far. You can buy the dad joke immune T-shirt. Anyway, hashtag raspberries go all the way. All right. And you know what I'll do, guys? I'm going to take a census of the show, what the top sales are at the convention. If you want to do a follow-up after the show, I'll let you know what the top books were, tell some of the top sales, and what I think after the show I'll be able to gauge the next round of what I think are great investments for the next year of 23. Absolutely. 22 and 23. I'll give you a follow-up on that. By the way, one little thing I was thinking about, you had mentioned that you guys are going to have the Superman number one. Yes. Obviously, that cover is not quite as iconic as the number one of Action Comics with the guy, you know, running with the car and all that stuff. But number one of Superman has been homaged so many times, and it it is iconic in its own right. What is your favorite version of that? Myself, I love the George Perez one. Mm, George Perez. I got a good George Perez story. I used to have my comic book store in Forest Hills, Queens in the 80s, and Teen Titans number three is on the stand. This guy walks in and goes, hey, I drew that. I go, who are you? George Perez, I live 10 blocks from here. He used to come into my comic store, Continental Comics, all the time and just sign for everybody. He was the coolest cat in the world. We're still friends. Wow. That's a a great story. Yep, absolutely. My favorite thing with comic creators is they can literally go into a comic book shop, sign a bunch of stuff, and then leave. And it's kind of cool. Like, that's like such a a cool energy, you know, that I would love to acquire. Yeah. Like, what's yeah, it? that's that's a superpower, right? Yeah, <laughs> Chip Zdarsky's like jokingly said, like he's gone into like uh, WalMarts and signed, you know, su- uh, Spider-Man Band-Aid boxes. He's like, yeah, I did, I do Spider-Man. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. So yeah, man, I uh, thank you guys for putting me on and all this other stuff. And again, thank all the fans for listening to you. And I definitely would like to do a follow-up and you know do the best investments in the comic book world because that's the next phase. These comics are taking off. And it's amazing. I mean, books I sold six months ago have literally gone up 25 and 50%, but I'm in the business of buying and selling, so that's it. It's a great time to buy and a great time to sell. We'll get Mike's stuff. Anything you want to sell or get appraised, come down to Big Apple. We'll do that, too, or you can call me direct anytime. That's right. We'll have Mike Carbo's post-Big Apple Comic-Con prospects end of September. 
Let's do it. And I'm so, going to see you guys there at the show, right? Yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. you there. It's going to be, and we can talk to you probably the last, the, the week following the show, I guess, for your new prospects. And then, right, the recap. That'd be great. Yep, yep, yep. That'd okay. be fabulous. Sounds good. Okay, BigAppleCC.com, if I got the site correct. 100%. Okay. Thank you very much, Mike, and we'll see you there. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Excelsior.